Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take action. Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with love right now. Right now. Right now. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Take Action Low. Oh, my goodness. This is an exclusive Yes, this is an exclusive interview. I've got a very special guest, but before I introduce him, I just want to thank you guys again for tuning in, for always providing your feedback and uh, all of my my YouTube followers and and everyone on my Facebook page and just all over uh, my social media fam. Thank you so much. And definitely want to give a shout out to the DFW Real Estate Today group. But this is a very important topic that we're talking about and Mr. Ron Bruno is our special guest, which I'm so excited to have him. And I just want to share a little bit with you guys how Ron and I met. We actually met, well, um, our digital marketing agency um, was creating a video promo for uh, one of our clients at the time, uh, Miss Roxanne Taylor. I definitely want to give her a shout out. Love you, Miss Taylor. So because if it wasn't for uh, Miss Taylor and, and us working together, I would not have met Ron. Um, but we were working on a video in which uh, Ron loved the work that we did. And I'll let him talk a little bit about that as far as the video. And, and uh, we had a chance to work with him and his wife on one of their projects. And it was just so much fun. Uh, but Ron Bruno is the VP of Mortgage Lending with Guaranteed Rate. Um, he is an expert when it comes to uh, real estate and when it comes to finance. And his whole motto is he loves helping people, and he does. And I'm so excited, Ron. Thank you so much for taking some time to come on and talk about this coronavirus uh, uh, and the real estate market and what's going on. So welcome. Thank you so much, Lo. I really appreciate that. It's been such a pleasure working with you over the years. And yeah, I'm just blessed to uh, to have you as a friend. So you do t- tremendous work for my wife and me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure. Well, that is fantastic. And it's so wonderful to hear that. And again, thank you for sharing. So 
Now, you know, everybody's going, you know, kind of crazy with everything yeah. that's going on. I mean, the, right. the headlines or most of the headlines we see is uh, coronavirus fears could put a damper in the U.S. housing market. So let's kind of start there, you know, you know with, with this coronavirus and the outbreak in, in, in your eyes, you know, in your um, experience, what are you seeing as far as the real estate market and some of the positive and negatives of what's going on? Yeah, sure. So number one, if we were doing this a year ago, I couldn't get people to pick up the phone, right? Interest rates were a little higher and it was just kind of a sluggish first quarter in 2019. Mm -hmm. Well, now starting in February, you've had this shift and it's hit the national attention and it's almost at a frenzy level. I mean, if you really think about it, uh, you know, it's funny, like I was telling Karen, my wife, that you know, I feel like I'm one of those, you know, those guest speakers that come in to CNN and, you know, like some big happening that's that's going on in the world. And here's, a, here, you know, here's a subject matter expert. I mean, my phone is blowing up, emails, <laughs> texts, everything under the sun. People I haven't heard from in four years are reaching out and saying, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Is this a good refinancing window? All of that. Um, so it's definitely hit a fever pitch. And, you know, everybody's situation is different, right? That's what's really key is everybody has their own, you know, situation and their own finances. So Mm -hmm. what pertains to one person may not pertain to others, right? And on this particular program, um, you know, the views that are expressed there solely of mine, not necessarily of guaranteed rate. Um, But with that, let's just take a step back and see how and what's what's happening. So. Right now, you had the Fed that reduce their interest rate, the Fed funds rate, by 50 basis points. So half a point, right? Half a percent. Now, what's interesting about that is typically when the Fed, when they do these interest rate changes and the Fed fund rates changes, it's around the FOMC, so the Federal Open Market Committee, and they have meetings quarterly. This actually didn't happen quarterly. This happened before their meeting. So that was unprecedented. On top of that, People had it priced in, so traders had it priced in that the Fed was going to do something mm-hmm. if they saw that this was going to be a, a material impact on the economy. Okay. Now, when the Fed does do, does things, mm-hmm. it, they, they typically do it in, in little batches, right? So when I saw that they went by 50 basis points, so half a percent instead of doing just a quarter, mm-hmm. that meant that this is a this is something that's serious. Now, there's also something that was pretty interesting is they did it on Super Tuesday, <laughs> and the president yeah. has been pushing and, and criticizing the Fed and saying the Fed doesn't react fast enough. What so, are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, I think it, 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 I think it, it could be somewhere in the middle where okay. it, it can be something where, you know, they've already, they've already seen that the, you know, disruption of supply chain mm-hmm. and just from the fact that if there is a big outbreak and it makes, you know, people aren't able to go to work, they're not able to go shopping, it, it does have an, a material impact on the economy because 70% of the GDP is consumer. Mm-hmm. So if you take consumer out of the equation and they're not going to, uh, you know, go into the grocery store and they're not, they're not going to work and they're not going to sporting events, that impacts the economy. So I, I do see that uh, the Fed, they, they've got something in front of them. They also are the leader when it comes to what the rest of the world does. Mm-hmm. So if the Fed did not react, then there could be criticism that 
we didn't act fast enough, mm -hmm. right? Because right. what happened, as soon as we made that decision, you had other countries that did the same thing. Canada did it, you know, so we have all these different countries that are lining up and making making those cuts. So we're setting we're setting the precedent. Now, the president has criticized the Fed for not acting fast enough and also for raising rates too quickly, right? So you do have that. And the timing was pretty interesting because it was right on Super Tuesday. And it, it, it definitely caught people's attention mm -hmm. and headlines. So that's my thoughts on the Fed funds. Now, what a lot of people and the big misnomer is a lot of people thought that, okay, rates, you know, so you have the Fed, they cut it by 50 basis points, mm -hmm. rates went down by 50 basis points. No. <laughs> so <laughs> mortgage rates did not go down by 50 basis points. Right. Right. Um, and the reason why is because the Fed funds rate is a short term rate. Okay. A mortgage rate is a long-term rate. A 30-year fixed mortgage is a long-term rate. So right now, rates are hovering right in the mid threes, which is awesome, right? So it's a real great opportunity if you have a rate that's at maybe four and a half or, or high fives, whatever it is. Yeah, this is a great time, right? Mm -hmm. This is a great time to look at that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden you're going to get rates at two and you know 1%, right? And matching right. where the Fed funds rate is. That's that's not happening, right? So uh, it's we're in this kind of period where you have the uh, big banks where they're looking at their particular uh, you know their particular products and saying, you know, okay, so we want to be competitive because other people are offering low rates, but we don't want to cut off our nose to spite our face. Because here's the thing about banking is they just had a big third and fourth quarter of 2019. Mm -hmm. So they did a lot of re refinancing. There was a purchase boom, you know, especially here in Texas. So um, I actually attended a, uh, I went to the Dallas Fed, mm -hmm. uh, Federal Reserve, and there was an economist that gave a presentation and I think it was like 3.5%. Uh, so we were actually ahead of California. Um, you know, that's kind of interesting, uh, you know, and and there, there was that, that big growth. So when you have uh, people that are coming in in droves and just refinancing the entire pipeline, mm -hmm. banks don't make money off that, right? right? So they don't want to have early payoff penalties and they don't want to have people coming in where they do a loan in two months and then all of a sudden it's refinanced out of the pipeline and they lose money on that. So they're purposefully keeping the rates at a certain threshold where they don't hurt themselves. Gotcha. So that's another, that's another piece to it. And I think the biggest impact where rates did go down was primarily investors that fled the safety, uh, you know, fled uh, equities. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they said, okay, coronavirus, it's not just in China, it's going across the globe mm -hmm. and it's, it's affecting supply chain. Mm -hmm. And Apple, Apple Computer, they actually, they were the ones that initiated uh, guidance where they said, you know what, we're, we're going to have some trouble hitting our numbers. And, and that's a huge company, right? So they're yes. part of the Dow. They're, you know, they make a, they have a big impact on this. So as soon as they said that, investors are like, wait a second, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is going to be big because we have earnings season coming in, right? So earnings season's around March. So that's something where that's going to be a, that's going to be a challenge. So what they did was they said, okay, if people aren't going on vacation, if they're not traveling, if they're mm -hmm. not, you know, so it started with companies that were directly exposed to China. And then it fell into, okay, well, where are other, you know, where are these other pieces happening, right? In Italy and South Korea and, and now in the US, right? So they, they sold their equity positions and they fled to safety in the form of treasuries. Mm -hmm. So 
what happens is when you sell assets and then you fly into a different a different asset class like bonds bonds have an inverse relationship so if there are more people and the demand for bonds is higher and they're they're buying more of it that drives the price of bonds up and it has an inverse relationship, the yields go down. So the 10-year treasury has a much bigger impact on the interest rates with with mortgages than the Fed funds rate, right? So that's why you saw mortgage rates just in the past two weeks plummet. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, not at the same degree as the treasury and not definitely not at the same degree as the Fed funds, mm-hmm. but they have come down. Got you. Mm-hmm. That's good information. And, you know, that's why I'm glad I have you on here as an expert. Sure. This is not my forte, or as we say in church, this is not my ministry. And I'm mm-hmm. sure for a lot of people, so I'll be listening to this again myself. <laughs> but it's, I understand, but it's just something to be aware of. And mm-hmm. from your viewpoint, because this is what you do, um, right. understanding how it works. So what I'm hearing is, yep, rates have, um, you know, decreased. And we're going to talk about buyers because the majority of my followers are real estate professionals. Mm -hmm. But I do want to talk about you shared um, right before, you know, we we started recording this, that Mm -hmm. you shared there are three ways that realtors we're going to talk Mm -hmm. about realtors, how realtors can benefit right now from what's going on. So I'd like for you to share that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. As I was uh, sharing with my wife, you know, I would I would love the fact that, you know, people are, uh, you know, just want to send business to me because they like me. Uh, but in reality, <laughs> I is, <believe> that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 how, you know, how, the, you know, how realtors can really take advantage of this. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've got a Facebook group page, uh, you know, just specifically for realtors. It's a private group. Sure. Um, you know, I have one for Los Angeles because I'm licensed mm-hmm. in California. That's where I came from. So, you know, I lived in right. uh, L.A. for 16 years. Uh, you know, I actually started in wealth management. Uh, and, you know, I remember going through 2008 mm-hmm. uh, where I was actually in school. So, you know, I, I got my undergrad at Emory uh, in, in BBA and in, in management and marketing. And then I did a complete career shift and I went to uh, Pepperdine and got my MBA in finance. So I was training in the wealth management program at Merrill Lynch. So I was in the wealth management world for four years um, in getting my MBA, going through mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the craziness with the correction in 2008, uh, and then emerging and starting my career in lending uh, in 2012. So, awesome. uh, you know, I followed the 10 year and have just pulled up my Bloomberg app and have been following the 10 year treasury for 12 years mm-hmm. right that's that's been my world you know so I, I i my clients they like the they i can see both sides of the balance sheet if you will so, right well um, it's interesting because the last 10 years or more actually now have been a bull market isn't that's accurate mm-hmm. right yeah absolutely. And, and, absolutely. And, and do you say that things are, are starting to shift do you think this is kind of the shift you know, I, I'm not sure if this is part of the shift. Um, it is a it, it's it's a dislocation of what's happening, right? Okay. So I remember early on when I was a wealth manager, uh, one of the trades that I had with my clients is if you remember the tsunami in Japan, mm-hmm. if you looked at the ETF in one day, it was down 25 percent. Oh, wow. and that particular ETF, I think it was JP, JPY, mm-hmm. um, it follows the economic activity and the stocks that are aligned with Japan. Mm -hmm. Well, if you thought that the Japanese economy crashed by 25%, which is a pretty big number, just because of this, 
then okay, then it's priced the way it is. But if you think that this is just a dislocation, well, now you can take advantage of that. You know, so I had a couple of my clients where a part of their discretionary portfolio, they would have these types of trades. So, you know, they made a little pop, right? So right. I, I liken it to that, right? So what's going on right now is you have this dislocation in the market where people can take advantage of it. And for realtors, you know, getting back to the, to the original question, sure. uh, you know, I don't want my friends left out on the party, right? So it's a low interest rate party right now. Yes. Uh, so the three actionable ideas that realtors can do today with their clients. So number one is for those clients that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, the realtors, their clients told them that, you know what, uh, I don't want to sell my home right now because I've got a really good interest rate. And I'm afraid that if I sell my home, that I'm going to have to go buy a home that has a higher interest rate, mm -hmm. which was which was the truth, right? So a right. lot of people, clients, they anchor themselves to their particular rate and it's, and it's psychological, right? So if you had somebody that, uh, you know, their rate was good at four and a quarter and four and a half, and, you know, they were afraid that, okay, if I sell my home, now my rate's going to be like five, I don't know if I want to do that, mm -hmm. right? Right. But now their rate might be lower than what they have. So this can be a real good incentive to go back to those clients and say, hey, why don't we take a look at this, right? So I'm doing mm -hmm. a lot of that analysis right now, helping my clients and saying, look, you know, A, here's your home. It's, a, you know, it's at this price point, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you've realized some appreciation, right? So I just, I just look at a, a, an evaluator online, right? So I just look at that. And mm -hmm. then I factor in their current balance on their particular loan, right? And then, um, you know, this is kind of a refi analysis, but then I just plug in the numbers and mm -hmm. say, well, based on the FICO, when we did your loan, and this is what your new payment would look like, and it's $500 less or $200 less or whatever, whatever the amount is, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in selling the home, what we can do is, you know, we could partner together where, I can say, okay, so your client, they're going to sell their home. They're going to have this much in proceeds. And based on that, this is what their purchasing power is. And this is what their monthly payment would look like and the rate and everything else. So that's, that's number one. Okay. Number awesome. two. Oh, go ahead. No, I said, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's number one. And I start with that one because realtors, you know, it, it, it's, it's all about, uh, it's all about the listings, right? Yes. So absolutely. that's where you have the, the most control and that's, or, you know, majority of my realtor friends, that's where they focus in terms of the market. Um, number two, so buyers that are pre-approved, but they backed out because they were priced out of the market. So if you had someone that was pre-approved at 5% and they can only buy a $350,000 home, but they really wanted a $400,000 home, mm -hmm. well, if rates are lower, that means the monthly payment's lower, that means you have more purchasing power. Right. So right. it's a good time to kind of dust off those old pre-approvals and go back to those buyers where, hey, here you go. Here's an opportunity for you. And let's take advantage of this window because it's not going to last forever. Right. Right. There, there is going to come a point where it is going. So right now, if you look at what's happening in China, the coronavirus is actually leveling off in terms of new cases. Right. So you could go to Johns Hopkins. There's a coronavirus map. Uh, and if you look at that, you can actually see where it's leveling off in terms of new cases, right? Because what they've done is they've contained people, right? So they've quarantined people, they've contained people, and they're actually talking about, okay, how are we going to get people to go back to work, right? Yeah. So it is it has reached this fever pitch in terms of just general awareness. And as soon as 
we get good news, which hopefully we do, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't want, you know, this to be bad, right? right. Um, but, you know, you know, if if we start getting some good news and investors start plowing money back into equities and start selling those bonds, well, the, the yield is going to go up and that's going to affect mortgage rates, right? So this is a window. It is, it, is a, it is a window. The market has dislocations. It's a good opportunity to look at that. Um, so that's number two in terms of the buyers that are pre-approved. Um, let's refresh their pre-approvals, right? So that's the number, yes. that's number two. Awesome. Number three is, you know, a lot of investors, they have a primary residence mm -hmm. and they are looking to go buy an investment property or they're looking to buy a second home. Well, they may not have the 25% down for an investment property or 20% mm -hmm. down or whatever, you know, the particular investor is calling for, but they may have that inequity in their home and their primary residence. So this is a good a time to look at an investment property, right? So what you could do is you can refinance, do a cash out on your primary, and then use those proceeds for the down payment on a new property, right? I also have clients where, um, you know, they may have a lot of debt, so they may have driven up a lot in in all, you know, different credit cards, what have you. Mm -hmm. This is a good time to consolidate that debt and be able to really reduce the overall monthly payment. So, you know, for example, if you have someone that has uh, let's say they have a $300,000 loan balance and mm -hmm. their home's worth $500,000. So what they could do is if they pay $2,000 bills and, you know, increasing that rate and increasing those monthly payments by say maybe $500, if we're able to supplant good credit, so a new mortgage at a, even at a higher, at a higher amount, mm -hmm. but be able to wipe out all that debt and wipe out those monthly payments, you could take that $2,000 and yeah, it'll be $500 on top of what they're currently paying on that mortgage, but you could wipe away $1,500, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. In savings. So and that's significant. Huge. It's massive. Yes. It's absolutely massive. Yes. So that's the beauty of being able to, to look at that. And, you know, I, I like this, right? So I like getting into, you know, the minutia and, and saving people money and, yeah. and, and really helping them with their finances. You know, it's not just about transactions. It's about looking at their overall picture and working with all of their, you know, all of their trusted advisors and and really helping those people. So that's yeah. that's that's the goal. That is wonderful. So yeah, <laughs> those are the three ways, guys, that you can benefit if you're a realtor right now. Now I want to talk about. So we we've, we've dealt with realtors. Now <laughs> let's talk about buyers. So people that are on the sidelines, if they're interested, and if this they say this is the time to buy now. And I know that you guys are going through this process now. I think with the new build. So yeah, can you share? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Karen and I we're looking at um, we're, we're buying a home uh, through David Weekly, and it's a new build. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes. what's a little different with a new build is you're betting on the future and, you know, betting on the future with coronavirus going on. You have to, you know, because we're educated and, and you know, we just know about the market. Uh, you know, we really had to take a look at this. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so so before I get into that part of it, in terms of the new build, if you're buying a home now. Right. So if you're buying and, and, and buying a home for the long term. And if you believe that this is going to be something that's short term in terms of the coronavirus, home prices may come down, right? It might happen, right? So if this if this gets out of hand, it could it is a, a real possibility that home prices could come down. But that just means you might be buying it at a lower price point, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have low interest rates and you have a home that you love and you have the opportunity where, okay, so, you know, comps, right? So when we do 
uh, a new purchase on a home, we're looking at comps, right? So if comps are affected um, and there's a slowdown in the market and homes, you know, there's there's a decrease in the in purchase prices out there, uh, that'll affect the comps and that'll affect the appraised value, right? So if the homes come down in value, um, you're just buying it at a lower price point, right? So it's, it's a window of opportunity. Uh, now you just have to realize that um, you may buy it at a higher at a higher level, um, and then it could come down, right? So that's that's a real possibility. But you're buying it for twenty years, ten years, whatever whatever that particular time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, we do, we don't. Uh, everything that I have seen is this is you know you know potentially similar to SARS, where it started. You know, SARS started in September of two thousand two and lasted until May of two thousand four, right? And if you just look at that particular, you know, the progress of the disease of, of the virus, it, it died out. Right. Yeah. And, right. That's, and that's what these, you know, so there was MERS before, you know, uh, after that. And then, you know, so there's all these different types of, you know, the Zika virus. So there's all the, the you know, the new flavor of, of virus that's out there. Right. right. So, um, you know, if you have that idea that this is going to be something short term, then if you want to buy a home, you know, they're using comps and, and, you know, when you buy a home, it's, it's a 30 day window typically, right? 30 to 45 days, depending on who you're working with and everything else. Mm-hmm. So the price that you commit to and the, the appraise that you, you know, the appraisal that you're going to get, it's only during that 30 day window. So should you buy now? Sure. If, if you, you know, you're getting a good rate and you also have that opportunity to to buy an asset that may depreciate in the short term but mm-hmm. long term is a good investment right, right? That's, yes. that's number 1 that's number 1 number 2 is so back to the back, back to you know buying a home uh, where you're going to build it right so mm-hmm. what's interesting about a new build is you're locking into a price today and if the market were to come down if you're only putting in a certain amount and your appraised value comes in much lower, then you got to make up the difference. Right. Right. So, you know, in our particular case, we were putting down a little bit more uh, than what's required in terms of the investor. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the investor requires 5%. We're putting down a little more than 5%. Mm -hmm. And we looked at that screen. So what's interesting about SARS is, you know, because Karen was like, oh, I'm sure the market came down. Uh, but I looked at the Case Shiller 20 home, you know, 20 city index, and during that period, September 2002 to May of 2004, the market appreciated by 15%. It went up. It went up. It didn't. It was not affected from that standpoint. Now you have to take it with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. 2002 to 2004, if you remember, that's right after 9/11. Right. If you remember George Bush, he, you know, he. he Store, you know, he he steered the country and policy to where everybody goes to buy a home, right? right. So mm-hmm. home appreciation was sky high, right? right? You had yeah. California where people were getting loans that shouldn't have gotten loans, yeah, um, because they didn't have the same qualification tools that they have now, right? So you have to take a little bit of that with a grain of salt, but if you if you really think about it, um, that's that's really where if you're doing a new build. You should really analyze that if there is any disruption, can you make up for it in terms of other assets mm-hmm. so that you're not stuck and when you lose your deposit and everything else? So we, we made that educated guess. 
um, together as a, you know as a family, and we looked at that, and um, it was kind of fun, you know, to be able to to look at that, and um, you know, we both felt good about about our decision. Right, and 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 especially with you going through the process and all this going on, it's it's been more of a benefit, you know, for yeah. you all. So absolutely, yeah, yep, that's great stuff. Okay, so we talked about realtors and how they can benefit right now. Mm-hmm. Also, buyers and if they're considering buying, what they need to do and look at. Now, let's talk about investors. Should mm-hmm. investors be buying more properties and holding or flipping or selling off? And, and I know that, you know, every investor is different. It just depends on their goals right. and, you know, level of, of where they are. But can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So this is an area where I, I do have some trepidation and it's it's primarily on that, you know, the, the flipping. Right. So yeah. if you buy a home at, you know, at 500,000 and then you have a decrease in the market, and you buy that home where you're using, uh, you know, where you're using uh, hard money loan, that type of thing, and you're paying nine percent or whatever that particular rate is. Uh, you could get stuck, yeah. right? Because if your goal is to do a short-term flip, but then prices come down, yep. you might lose your whole profit, right? Yes. So this this is an iffy spot. Yes, right. That's right. Now, personally, I I, I don't I don't do loans for. A short-term, I don't do short-term loans, right? Okay. So I do the vanilla buy and hold type loans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really have a lot of clients in this particular space. Um, but if you're an investor and you're looking for the long term, um, yes, I think this is, you know, everyone's situation is different. But if if you understand that it could come down in value, but think that it's a short-term thing, then yeah, this, I think this is a good opportunity to buy and hold. Flip, I'm not, I'm not the person to talk to about that. <laughs> Right. I'm with you on that. I'm super mm-hmm. conservative when it comes to that. And yeah, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't. It would just have to be just out of this world type of deal and right. still be like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. So Ron, how can people connect with you if they want, cause this is, this is great information. Sure. How can people connect with you if they want to go ahead and reach out, maybe have a few other questions or, or, or want to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is rate, R-A-T-E dot com forward slash Ron Bruno. So that's R-O-N-B-R-U-N-O. That's my website. They can reach me on my cell phone, which is 310-804-8243. My email address is ron.bruno at rate, R-A-T-E dot com. So that's the best way they can they can find me. Perfect. Well, folks, mm-hmm. you just heard it. Thank you guys so much for listening, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you, hopefully this has helped you kind of calm down a little bit. And again, if you need to replay this and listen to it again, please do, because I'm going to uh, share this. So if you enjoyed the information, share this. Also, make sure you like and subscribe uh, to my channels and also provide a comment. So Ron, you can let Ron know. Hey, Ron, thank you so much. It's great information. So Ron, well, thanks so much for the opportunity. This was yeah, awesome. It, it was awesome. And please tell Karen I said hello. Will do. Will do. Thank you. All right, love. Thanks. All right. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.